If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. On a regular day, 1,300 new step families are forming a day. Mm. Every day, 1,300 new step families form, according to statistics. Over 50% of U.S. families are remarried or recoupled. Mm -hmm. So, again, that goes back to what I said. There's more blended families that are marrying than there are single people who's never been married before or newlyweds I or whatever I the case I believe it because a lot of people have kids. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the How We Do It podcast. Featuring me, Kira. And I'm Phil. And this is episode number, what, eight? Eight, yeah. We moving on up there. This is a really, really, really good uh, series of podcasts we've been doing. Yeah. Six was really good. It was about postpartum. Seven was about Britney's pick. Um, intimacy. Oh, intimacy and marriage. Yeah, intimacy and sex and marriage. Yeah. And... I, I like what we have been doing. We've been letting the audience pick our topics because, um, you know, it's, it's one thing for us to just come up with topics, but it's another thing when uh, the listeners say, this is something that I really want to talk about. All and right. then we go into it. So um, I want to give a shout out to all of the listeners who have been picking topics for our podcast for these past few weeks. Um, if you would like to pick a topic, that you want us to discuss right here on the How We Do It podcast, Marriage Done Our Way, head over to our Facebook page and make sure you inbox us or drop a comment on one of our posts and say, hey, this is a topic I think you all should cover. Mm -hmm. And we will take care of it right here on the How We Do It podcast. Now, a couple of people asked, they said, well, what is the podcast all about? It's essentially... It was an answer to a question. A lot of people kept asking oh, us. Oh, yeah. Inboxing us yeah, and stuff. How y'all do it? Or y'all, you know, like couple goals. We want to be like y'all and right. this, that, and the third. And everybody was trying to figure out why does it look. Because even Drew said, y'all look like y'all don't never argue. I <laughs> One time I called him and I was talking about you. And you were sitting next to me. And he, he was, was like, like, where she at? I'm like, she's sitting right here. <laughs> he was like, bro, you talking about your wife? And she said, y'all are so cool. And so the the marriage podcast, uh, that's why we titled it How uh, How We Do It Podcast, because it was essentially an answer to a question. But it has really evolved into helping couples it has. have serious conversations. It has helped us, too. Yeah. We've grown Yeah, a we lot. have a lot. Mm-hmm. And and then and I like you more. <laughs> Thank you for liking me more. I mean, it's the difference between loving somebody and liking them. Yeah, a lot of people don't think liking yeah. is important. I always have liked you, but by us working past the postpartum thing, I think I could like. I, I think I like you more than I did before because mm -hmm. I was holding in so much anger and resentment and stuff mm -hmm. like that and we we even even while i was still holding on to that resentment i still liked you 
this because this wasn't something I was thinking about all the time until we talked about it. Then I'm like, oh, I don't like him because you know, right? But oh, once like we, the way he act. right? Yeah. But once we hashed everything out and talked about it, I don't even think about that no more. Mm-hmm. It was, and it, when I do, I don't it, get it, angry. It, and it's amazing how much we hold on to something and don't even realize it. Yeah, not even that. Something that's hindering us from getting better. Mm. And it's not external, it's internal. It's something that we are doing to ourselves. And so we blaming our other spouse or we blaming a job or you know the finances or the government. And you don't realize that it's something internal in you that is holding you back from feeling right. better about your own life. Yeah. So this podcast has really turned into a therapeutic thing, not for just other couples who listen. And I want to say thank you to everybody who listens, but it's turned into um, a therapeutic thing and a helpful therapeutic thing for ourselves. So today, ladies and gentlemen, our show is going to be a very, very tough topic. Um, This topic was picked by Sunbeam. Yeah, she's been down with us since day one. She's been one of our favorite listeners. She's been Mm -hmm. super supportive. Her and her husband, she's always been active on the How We Do It Facebook page. And she even got a reading last summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. And she supported your business. Yep. So she's an awesome person. Um, She is one of our favorites, and she's picked today's topic. Yes, she did. And today's topic is a doozy. And we could actually <laughs> um relate to it because, yeah. yeah. It's a tough tough subject to talk about because there's so many different angles you can approach mm-hmm. this from um and there's so many people that's going through it so we're going to get right into today's topic ladies and gentlemen one of our favorite listeners sunbeam picked the topic blended families yep blended families is a tough uh conversation to have because of the simple fact that there is no one answer you know, one, one size, shoot, one size, one size fits, fits all. all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a unique situation. Now, there are certain things you can do to make this go right. But um, when I was looking at the statistics for it, crazy, like super crazy. There are more blended families that are married than there are newlyweds. Mm. So the majority of marriages right now are blended families. There is more of them than it is any other form of marriage going on right now. So with that being said, there are more divorce. The divorce rate is high and there's some staggering numbers, like over 50% of divorce rates. Uh, and typically blended families don't last beyond seven years. Um, according to statistics, blended families, typically the roughest year is the first year. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because blended families have so many different variables. It could be a single woman who had kids and now decides to get married and she brings those kids into a situation yeah. with her and another guy. It could be two different people. Both of them have kids from separate like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Separate relationships and they bring them together. Then, or the or the man could have kids and a woman don't. Mm-hmm. Like the, us, or like the man could have kids and have no access to them. Mm. Got a baby mama situation going on, and there could be uh, a woman who had a previous relationship with a man, got kids, and now she's gay. 
And so now she's bringing her kids into a relationship and they have to adjust to seeing two women together. Wow. Or two men together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's so many different variables of what a blended family could look like. And then not to mention, you know, interracial marriages mm. where I, I I have a white sister now. I have a black brother now. I have a Hispanic sister now who speaks a different language, who has a different culture, who has a different understanding of, of you know, it's so many different variables that go into a blended family. And so typically this poses a challenge for a lot of different families. And if you look at the numbers for blended families, the statistics are quite scary. So on a regular day, 1,300 new step families are forming a day. Mm -hmm. Every day, 1,300 new step families form, according to statistics. Over 50% of U.S. families are remarried or recoupled. Mm -hmm. So again, that goes back to what I said. There's more blended families that are marrying than there are single people who's never been married before or newlyweds I or whatever. Can, I can believe it because a lot of people have kids mm -hmm. now. Because remember when we was talking back in the day, you was like, I never wanted to date anybody with kids, right. but that's almost impossible. Yeah. Somebody has a past, a history uh, where they had a family or they at even, least got a child. Yeah, because even I was divorced at the age of 27. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't have any kids, I had already been married before. So it's hard to find somebody that don't have that, kids. Yeah. yeah. And so these these this is the new norm. It says the average marriage in America lasts only seven years. We talked about that. Uh, one out of two marriages ends in divorce. Um, oh. 75% of the people who divorce get remarried. Yeah. That's a large number of people taking whatever they just had in this marriage and bringing it to a, another marriage. Um, 66% of those living together or remarried break up when there are children involved. So uh, one of the biggest challenges to blended families is incorporating these kids into whatever me and you got going on. Um, it says 80% of remarried or recoupled partners with children both have careers. So that plays another part in the two. That's why I say it's a lot of variables because now we remarried. We, we either both got kids or one of us got kids, but both of us is working. So now you got a... Are you having issues with your finances, trouble in your relationship, or just need some general insight with your day-to-day -day life? Hey everybody, I'm Kiryo Guinea of the How We Do It podcast and owner of Blue Lotus Sacred Healing Place. And I'm here to tell you that you no longer have to be in the dark when it comes to your life issues. You have more control than you think. Book a reading with me at www.bluelotusreadings.as.me and together we will get to the root of your issues. Once again, that's www.bluelotusreadings.as.me. Talk to you soon. What's up, y'all? This is your man, Phil, of the How We Do It podcast, and I'm super excited to present to y'all my very first T-shirt line. That's right. The Dial Tona Producer T-shirts are here. You all have been asking for them in the urban dance community, and now they are printed and available from sizes small all the way to 3X. To order your shirt, all you have to do is email me at dialtonetp at gmail.com. That's dialtonetp at gmail.com to purchase your 
for Daltona Produce T-shirt. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already been supporting the movement, and now you can get your very own shirt. Again, email me at daltontp at gmail.com, and payments are accepted through Cash App and PayPal. You remember a couple of podcasts ago, I said we wear multiple hats. One day I'm dad, one day I'm husband, one day I'm yeah. I'm, I'm uh, 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 working. Well, if you have a work life, a married life, a parent life, you know what I mean? Those are a lot of different, you know, mental, you know, hats you wear. And so all of this factors into how, you know, we interact with one another. And then it says... Uh, 50% of 60 million children under the age of 13 are currently living with one biological parent and that parent's current partner. So, so out of 60 million children, 30 million of these kids are living with just one of their biological parents. Wow. That's the, the normal statistics. Now, here's some, uh, some more information that I thought was real, really interesting. It says only 45% of children do well after divorce. So mm. 50% of these kids wow. live in this condition, but only 45% of them do well after divorce. And 41 of them, 41% are doing poorly, worried, underachieving, de- uh, de- uh, depreciated, or often angry. And mm. so you got to think-, think. Okay, go ahead. No, no, what were you going to say? When you were saying it, I was thinking about PJ. Yeah, because PJ at he, one point, and I and me and Mama tried to say, well, maybe he's angry because you're not with his mama no more, and you was like, no, but that probably was a lot of it. It could be because PJ is very, very secretive. He doesn't talk a lot. He don't reveal much anything. You don't know what's going on with him. His his favorite answer is yes, good, fine, okay. Mm-hmm. No more than that. nothing. And then if he does give you a bunch of detailed information, it's about something that ain't important to you. Mm-hmm. Something you really don't care to know. You know, I got a friend in school today. He had on these shoes, but like I don't care about that boy's shoes. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with you and your grades. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, <clears throat> these are just some some statistics about blended families. And then it, it goes on to say fifty uh, percent of the women and thirty percent of men were still intensely angry with their former spouses. Mm. That's crazy. So you didn't remarry. And you still mad. And you still intensely angry with your former spouse or I'm baby. I'm glad I wasn't like that. Were you like that? Intensely angry with Sherry? Um after we got married. I was angry, but not like to the point where I was just fuming. I think like if you intensely angry like that. You expecting closure from them. Yeah. And I remember when I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast uh, on purpose, um, he talked about stop expecting closure because what you're essentially doing is giving the other person power mm-hmm. over you. So if you're somewhat worried about yeah, them and they living their life. If me and you break up and I ended up like I left Chicago, I don't live there anymore. You know what I mean? So if me and you break up and I no longer live in Atlanta and I live someplace else, but I felt you did something that I didn't like. Here I am on the other side of the globe waiting on you one day to call, call me say, up you know and what, say, Phil, I was just thinking yeah. about you and I'm sorry. Like, yeah, to give me closure. And, and here's the thing. 
That may never happen. So now I'm sitting up here waiting for something and giving you that power over when I move on. Look at what we just talked about. We went back and forth about postpartum depression since 2017. And we just had a breakthrough because we got closure in 2020 on a podcast. You see what I'm saying? So if that conversation never took place, we probably will still have that that tension. Wow. You see that's, what I'm saying? Crazy. Thank God for this podcast, yeah, then. There are so many people who um they put so much energy into another person's decision that you are not moving on because this person still ain't apologized to you. They still haven't told you why they left or why they cheated or why you are not enough or what is it that they want you to do. Like stop putting that responsibility on somebody else to give you closure. And so uh, there's a technique he used. We'll, we'll probably talk about it um, on a future podcast on how to uh, not expect closure from someone and to be able to move on. And so that was one more statistic I'm going to read. And then uh, I really want to break down how we can get beyond this. It says, um, many parents are unable to separate their needs from the children's needs. And often share too much of their personal life with their children, placing the children in a precarious emotional state, vulnerable or grandiosity or to depression within the within what is left of their families. So I thought that was interesting because most people do this. Uh, I'm angry at your mama. So I'm going to talk about her openly in front of you. And then when that, whenever we get, I know one thing you used to do when you get mad at me, you would all take the kids out. When we first got married, every time we would get into like into like a little disagreement, you would all take the boys. I did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, you did it like you did it a few times. Like <clears throat> since those were your boys, you know, I felt like every time we got into an argument, you would say, "I'm finna go, y'all, come on." I'm like. Why you got to take them just because you want to leave? Yeah, I I don't remember that happening. I'm I'm pretty sure it must have happened, but I don't remember that happening. You don't do that no more, of course. But when we first got married, because you always said, I never expected it to get remarried. So it was just going to always be me and the boys. So yeah. I guess when you would get mad at me, it was you and the boys. Let's go. We finna go riding around. Instead of you going to ride around, you take them with you. Wow. And they would be like, okay, they just follow their daddy. They ain't mm-hmm. no. And see, that's the thing that, you know... Um, and that would feel like bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because it's leaving you by yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like automatically making the children feel what we're angry at, mm-hmm. at mom. You know, and so it's like we don't realize as adults, when you add children to the mix, you intensify everything. Everything in a relationship. And so when it comes to blended families, there's a lot of negatives but there are positives if if you want it to work. So today we're here to talk about blended families and we're here to talk about ways to make it work. Um, two of the things that stood out to me when it comes to blended families is two things, expectation and understanding. These two things create so many problems within blended families. And here's the reason why. Number one, you're leaving something that's familiar to you or you're shaking up something that's familiar to you. 
And so your expectation moving forward is what? So for an example, if me and you together, we have kids together, something happens, you got the kids or I got the kids. The kids are used to a certain routine, right? a certain atmosphere. They're used to seeing daddy and mommy. And then all of a sudden, one of the parents is gone. So now the kids' expectations moving forward is what? Right. Your expectations moving forward is what? What is my expectation moving forward? I thought about forward? that before. You know? Are you having issues with your finances, trouble in your relationship, or just need some general insight with your day-to-day life? Hey, everybody. I'm Kyrie Guinea of the How We Do It podcast and owner of Blue Lotus Sacred Healing Place. And I'm here to tell you that you no longer have to be in the dark when it comes to your life issues. You have more control than you think. Book a reading with me at www.bluelotusreadings.as.me and together we will get to the root of your issues. Once again, that's www.bluelotusreadings.as.me. Talk to you soon. What's up, y'all? This is your man, Phil, of the How We Do It podcast, and I'm super excited to present to y'all my very first T-shirt line. That's right. The Dial Tona producer T-shirts are here. You all have been asking for them in the urban dance community, and now they are printed and available from sizes small all the way to 3X. To order your shirt, all you have to do is email me at dialtonetp at gmail.com. That's dialtonetp at gmail.com to purchase your Dial Tone to produce a t-shirt. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already been supporting the movement and now you can get your very own shirt. Again, email me at dialtonetp at gmail.com and payments are accepted through Cash App and PayPal. Would have not said I want to break up, but you know, you think about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what if me and Phil broke up? You know, I know PJ, he 18, he'll go to college and juicy, he finna be 16. It won it probably it will it will probably affect them, but not as much because they older. But what but how would Noah and Avery react to not being around us every day together? Right, because they always around from day one. Both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's something to think about. And that's that's really the biggest problem of blended families is your normal everyday routine is shaking up. Now all of a sudden someone new someone you don't know yeah. is is around you and you have to try to figure out how to make this work without giving your permission i can't even imagine bringing some other dude around noah and avi mm, well you saying that now because we're together but you know when you are in survival mode you still a human you still want to be pampered catered to you still want companionship and so this is the this is the issue that a lot of people don't understand so let's 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 look at like remarrying whatever it was that you didn't get in your last relationship or whatever it was that you got that you like you want to take that and continue that or you want to enhance it or have something better than that upgrade from it whatever and you start dating and you find you are attracted to somebody and you like this person enough that you all want to get married. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this that's going on ain't got nothing to do with your kids. This is your feelings, your journey. This is your process. This is what path you on. And this person seems to gel well with you. And you and this person are moving in a direction where everything is going great. However, 
your kids, you haven't asked them their permission to introduce this person into their life. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden you come home and you are saying mommy is happy and mommy going out with a friend and da, 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 da. And they don't know who this friend is. They just know mommy is happy. Right. And so because you happy, you ain't asked them about their emotions. You ain't asked them about their feelings. You haven't asked them about none of the expectations that they have. So when you do finally bring this new man to your kids and he ain't daddy, mm. he don't act like dad. There is no connection. Right. Now we run into a problem. So one of the things that uh, we talked about, especially when it comes to blended families, is we didn't even talk about this aspect. Mm-hmm. We just talked we just, about it. We us. just got together. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just got together. Yep. And I didn't even think about it. You know, of course I knew you had kids. You know what I'm saying? And like you said earlier when we first got started, I didn't even want to date a guy with kids because I didn't have kids. I wanted to have kids eventually, but I wanted to just be me and his kids, not me and his kids and somebody else's kids because I always how the media portray baby mama drama and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I seen what my sister went through with her baby daddy and his other baby mamas and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't I don't wanna deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just have a man and we get married and we have our own kids or whatever. So the unique thing about our situation is and that's what made me that's what made me stick it out with you was because you didn't have that. You you had custody of your kids and I didn't have to deal with her because she's not in the boy's life, mm-hmm. you know. And when she do come around, it's very brief and she don't cause any drama and she going about her business. So that's, you know, that make it easier for me to say, okay, I I going to be with him because she's not, she's like a non-factor. Right. But that's the only reason because if I had a guy with you and she was some ghetto girl in on the south side of Chicago, I'd be like, uh-uh. Yeah. I don't want to deal with him. So, but outside of that, I still, you know, I was a single, divorced, 27-year-old, 26-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Traveling all over the U.S., skating with my friends and stuff like that, dating who I want to date with no kids. Going from that to a family. Immediately. Immediately. And it's not like... Um, like I said, it's not like she had the kids and they would just come over like once a month or something and we still was like by ourselves, oh, he just got kids, they just not with him. Like they was with you twenty four seven. So I had to get used to that and it took uh, it took years, you know, for me to get used to that. Yeah, because you even told me at one point you didn't like it. You actually wanted them to be like, Can you get them back to their mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I didn't like them, but we we never really had this is, time. A, this is a huge adjustment yeah and we never really had like we got married and we came home and made dinner for kids you know what i'm saying like we just came home and just immediately started having sex and you know what i'm saying right like most married couples do when they first get married we had to come home and be mom and daddy mm-hmm. and you know to go from being single to no kids to not even ever having your own biological kids yeah and then to, to immediately being somebody's yeah mom. yeah and then you know having issues with having having issues with conceiving and then raising somebody else's kids you mm-hmm. have all kind of resentment like i'm raising this hell for kids how can somebody like that have four kids and i can't even have one and she ain't right. even in their life mm-hmm. so all that stuff was going in my going on in my head on top of like 
you know, trying to maintain this new lifestyle. So, like I said, we've been married eight years, and now I feel like those. I got four kids. Right. I I never called them my step. I think I called them my step kids one time. You said, "Don't say that." We was in the kitchen and we was living in Chicago, and you was like, "We don't use that word here." Those your kids. And I felt like, no, they not. <laughs> mm. That's why I said that. Because we had just got married like two days ago. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, but I don't feel like that no more. I feel like those my kids. I take care of them. Mm. I make sure they eat. I love them. I care for them. Make sure they got clean clothes. We spend family time together. I care about them. You know what I'm saying? They're my mm. kids. Right. I don't even think about their mama until mm. PJ bring her up. Or I talk to her today. But... Other than that, I don't think about her because I feel like, and they even look like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You, like if, even they, they friends was. Yeah, like they, you look your mom. If if they if they didn't say, oh, that's my whatever they call me today, friends. If they didn't tell them that I didn't come out, they didn't they didn't come out of me. They would think I was a biological mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Now here's here's the unique thing about this whole situation. We got married. And we just jump right into yeah. being together. So many people do that. And one of the reasons why blended families has such a bad stigma and the reason why folks divorce so much is because people don't realize that blended families are complex. And one of the solutions to anybody that's listening, that's contemplating getting married or that already jumped into it like we did, we just jumped right in. Um, you're supposed to have the conversation prior to marriage. Yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah. We got married after it. I mean, if y'all been with us from the beginning, like from I think it was our second episode in 2019, we got married. I think we met on Facebook. We became friends on Facebook around your birthday in mm-hmm. July. But we didn't start talking till October. Till like September. Okay. And then we started dating in October. Okay. You came here in December and by February we was married. Mm-hmm. So, so so four months. So it, we never discussed like, hey, I mean, you knew I wanted to have kids, but you didn't want to have no more kids. Right. And my crazy self still, that, that could have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, I still chose, I'm, I'm going to still be with him. You know what I'm saying? Even after the fact you said you didn't want no more kids. Yeah, you because know? I was, I grew up in a family. This goes back to parental impact. My father used to always say to my mama, Leanne, I can't wait till these kids get old. It's gonna be our time. It's gonna be our and I that I got excited for him. Like Yeah, I, we gonna move out and they gonna it's gonna be their time. Yeah, and so I felt like when I got married and my kids got older and they were able to kind of like keep an eye on themselves, me and my wife finna go on cruise, we finna go paint the town red. And then you like, I wanna have babies. I'm like, babies. Like, no, nah, that's that's not the plan. The plan is for me and you to get married and enjoy each other, but you wanted to experience but yeah, like I, didn't, I didn't have no kids, so I'm like, okay, then my fault you have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to have kids too. So, so yeah, it 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 is a, a a a situation that causes a lot of marriages to crumble. And so today we want to kind of give you all some advice on what to do um, to kind of help get the ball rolling to not have this happen. Um, and, and the first thing is to have the conversation. So here's the thing. If you're thinking about getting married to somebody or if you already are married to somebody, you first of all, let's deal with the the, the engaged couple. If you're a couple who are 
engaged and you're talking about getting married to somebody and you have a ready-made family or, or, or an existing family and they have an existing family or vice versa. Um, what you want to do is you want to sit down and talk about the complexity of the road ahead because this is not an easy task. And the reason why I'm saying it is because when we got married, we talked about us. We didn't talk about how are the kids going to receive you? What's going to be your role? Are you going to be a disciplinarian? Um, you know, because I was definitely, I was, I definitely was not that. I remember one of the first times the boys um did something, and you expected you expected me to whoop them. You was working at the radio station, and I don't even think we was married then. I had just happened to come to Chicago in January. Then he broke the Xbox or something. He broke the Xbox because we had went to the mall and got him some type of helicopter that fly. And, and I said, helicopter. yeah. And I said, stop flying that in the house. And he kept doing it until it fell behind the um dresser and knocked the Xbox over. And so you had just bought him a game for sixty dollars. Yeah, and he broke the game. Yeah, and everything. Cause I caught myself trying to not impress y'all, but these this this my boyfriend kids. So I'm finna buy them a game. They like wrestling at the time. That mm-hmm. game cost me almost seventy dollars, and he broke that shit like in a week. Mm-hmm. I was mad because the Xbox fell and the game was on the inside of it. Yep. And so um, I called you at your job because I thought the Xbox was broke. And you said you should have whooped them. I'm like, I just met them. How you expect <laughs> <laughs> me to whoop them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, he tripping. <laughs> yeah, but that that's the conversation that needs to be had. Uh, what is the role of the step parent? Are you a disciplinarian? Whatever the case is. And typically, if a couple sits down that's newlywed and they have this conversation, um, not newlywed, but, you know, engaged, they have this conversation, it will actually open your eyes to give you a, a more realistic point of view of what you're getting ready to get into. Because, like I said, we didn't have that conversation. We just was like in love with each other and mm-hmm. everything was all good between us. But now you got these two boys who has no clue about this chemistry that we got. Right. They don't know nothing about a connection that's happening. As a matter of fact, right before you, I was dating somebody named Twinkie, and they was trying to figure out who she was. Right. You know? And then all of a sudden, you dumped her. Yeah. So, it, it was like, it it, it, it just kind of went fast. And, and they came home from school like, y'all married? <laughs> mm-hmm. They left because cause I visited, I visited Phil um, in January, he came down to Georgia in December of 2017. I mean, um, what I'm talking about. He came down to um Atlanta in 2011. And then in 2012, I went, January 2012, I went and visited him like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we decided, we knew we wanted to get married because we didn't want to keep flying back and forth. We couldn't afford that. So how are we going to be together? Right. We have to get married. Right. So we told the boys, um, we went ring shopping and stuff when they when they was at school. And you got me this cute little ring. I still miss that ring, by the way. It was so cute. <laughs> and so um, we told them, we're going to get married whenever next week, whatever we said. And so the day came and we got married while they was in school. And they came home. Did you guys get married today? <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, that's how it happened. But see, here's the thing with that. The conversation that I was having with the boys, I had kind of was already exposing them to you. I had my screensaver on my computer was 
but like a, a montage. Of, yeah, a montage of all your pictures just kind of floating. And so Juice was six at the time. I yeah. think PJ was nine, mm-hmm. and Juice was like, "That's my new mommy." Mm-hmm. So they already kind of started embracing you. And so um, then we let y'all talk on the mm-hmm. phone. Um, and it was this little thing Juice used to do. He used to always go, uh, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> he used to say that all the time. And so he was like, oh, I can't wait to meet you. You sound so cute. And your mom would be on the phone. So it was like. Yeah, he was so cute and cuddly. I remember the first time I saw him, I picked him up like he was a baby. Mm, can't do that now. Nah, he's, he's too he's big. to be 16. But yeah, that's crazy. I used to pick him up like a baby because he was so little. Now he almost my height. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's like, you know, when, when, when that happened. That was me kind of like slowly introducing you all to each other. And this is one of the most essential parts of blending the family is to get the kids exposed to the the new step parent in a way where they naturally, yeah, you know, kind of gel. Yeah. And so if now the, the conversation prior to marriage is so important because a lot of people don't take this into consideration that I am now bringing in kids into this relationship because it ain't going to be about me and you. It's going to be about our family. All of us. So what happens if you already married and you did like we did? You didn't have that conversation. You just kind of jumped right into it. You need to have a family discussion with the new parent or new spouse. It's too late for that now. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> no it's, here's the thing. Everybody needs to be able to express themselves and feel free to express themselves because you got to think of all the different points of views coming to the table. You got this new parent who don't know these kids, don't know how this going to go, feels nervous, feels, you know, apprehension. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to respect me, if they, it's going to be an issue. Maybe they like me. I feel some tension. Da, 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 da. Then you got the kids. Who is this person? It's not my regular parent. It's not my regular mama. It's not my regular dad. Right. You ain't. You can't tell me what to do. Da, 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 da. So they got a point of view. And then the biological parent, I feel stuck in the middle because these are my kids, but this is somebody I love. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to figure out who to side with. Do I side with my husband, but I don't want to make, make, make my kids feel like I don't right. love them. Do I side with my kids and then make my husband or make my wife feel like I don't respect them. So now it's a lot of different Situations and points of views going on So it's imperative to bring all that to the table And in a respectful Loving way Talk it out Do something like uh, We're going to have a piece of family night Find a, 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 a mutual thing That everybody in the family love And they could You know down here in line A lot of people like wings You know maybe y'all get some wings You know from your favorite spot You know what I'm saying And and say so today we're going to have family blah 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 night and it will actually kind of go over as a good thing because it's a laid back environment yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's tension, not like yeah, yeah. let's just come sit in the living room and have a family meeting you know right. what i'm saying so it, we know that every time we eat our favorite food we're having family time with the new parent involved right and it gives everybody a chance to talk about how they feel so you know and you want to do it in a respectful way but you know just everybody talk hi my name is dan um this is my first time being married to somebody with kids i really really want this to work um you know i i i feel a little nervous because i don't i don't want y'all to dislike me blah 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 blah. and you know well y'all know me i'm mom 
and I feel nervous because I want this to work, blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, talk it out. Because again, there's two main things in, in, in play in blended families expectation and your understanding. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times in blended families, we don't ask the kids how they feel about me dating this new person. We just bring them home. Yeah. So now if the kid starts behaving in a certain way, we don't understand. And I think that's what was wrong with PJ because we moved from what he was used to. Mm -hmm. Took him out of school, moved him from Chicago away from his, because he loved his mama's side of the family, all them people over there. Mm -hmm. Are you having issues with your finances, trouble in your relationship, or just need some general insight with your day-to-day life? Hey, everybody, I'm Kirio Guinea of the How We Do It podcast and owner of Blue Lotus Sacred Healing Place. And I'm here to tell you that you no longer have to be in the dark when it comes to your life issues. You have more control than you think. Book a reading with me at www.bluelotusreadings.as.me and together we will get to the root of your issues. Once again, that's www.bluelotusreadings.as.me. Talk to you soon. What's up, y'all? This is your man, Phil, of the How We Do It podcast, and I'm super excited to present to y'all my very first T-shirt line. That's right. The Dial Tona Producer T-shirts are here. You all have been asking for them in the urban dance community, and now they are printed and available from sizes small all the way to 3X. To order your shirt, all you have to do is email me at dialtonetp at gmail.com. That's dialtonetp at gmail.com to purchase your or Dow Tony Producer t-shirt. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already been supporting the movement and now you can get your very own shirt. Again, email me at DowTonTP at gmail.com and payments are accepted through Cash App and PayPal. So we moved him from, you know, Chicago away from all his cousins on his mama's side of the family and that's when the behavior really started. You know, well, it started a little bit in Chicago. It started a little bit in Chicago, but when we um moved down here, it got worse. I, I, I think that PJ always had an issue with fitting in because of his situation. Um, with his with his two brothers. Um, he had two brothers from um, on his mother's side of the family. One is uh, both of them are older than him. And before Juice came along, PJ was the baby. Um, and so he was the cute, cuddly, little <laughs> chunky baby. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, you had these two bigger brothers who were boy boys, you know, wrestling and rough and all that stuff. And PJ was not as strong as them or as big as them. And then all of a sudden, um, Juice comes along. And so now he's the middle child. Mm -hmm. Because I got two older brothers and I got this little brother who, uh, now he's a cute, cuddly baby. The two older boys are the rough, you know, tumbling, football playing, wrestling. And PJ's trying to figure out what's his identity at this point. And that's always been how he, he has been. When you came in the picture, it was like he had already been uprooted from what he knew because he never lived with his grandparents, ended up moving in with them when we uh, separated. And so uh, my goal was to um, 
keep them and still have access to their brothers so they mm-hmm. can kind of have some kind of norm but Normalcy. you know it just it when things like i said things change and when you get uprooted from that normal everyday whatever your familiar lifestyle is it, it your expectations change what's going to happen because this is not what i'm used to and so it's like all of a sudden i go from you know living in this house with my mom and dad and my brothers and trying to find my own identity to my mom and dad are no longer together and again when we make these decisions as adults we don't ask the kids nothing right you know especially if it's like a domestic situation you just grab your kids and go if you got to get up out of there um so it was like then all of a sudden dad is in love with somebody else and you don't ask the kids nothing you just boom now there's a new person in my life and so it's a lot on kids and people uh adults we tend to forget that these are human beings with feelings they have feelings mm-hmm. and so one of the things that i think will really help blended families is number one having that discussion um and just kind of constantly always having that discussion about expectations 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 the next thing number two is for the step parent patience mm. Because if you if you follow step one, which is having a conversation and and letting and, and and sitting down with your spouse to be and saying, listen, what we're getting ready to get into is not going to be easy. This is going to be a very complex situation we're going into. If you understand, you know that that's what you are agreeing to, then you need to have patience to work it. You know, right? Get the kids to get familiar with you because we don't know how these conditions go. Some people. The baby daddy has to come get the kids every weekend. So now you got to have come, you know, like how DeAndre's situation was where every so often he would get what you call it. His daughter would, his, you know, he would go pick up his daughter, this, right. that, thing, you know. So it's like everybody has these these unique nuances in their situation. And you have to be patient as you work this out now typically according to research it said it takes three years for the step parent to build the trust of the child to become a disciplinary i think for me me and juicy always had a good relationship um me and pj do too but me and juicy got closer faster Mm. than me and pj did i think me and pj we talk more now that he's older but when he was younger he was more like a loner Mm mm-hmm and then that's because, like I said, the the complexity of him trying to find his way. And even now, he don't he talked to me, but like you said, he talked to me. He talked to both of us about stuff that we don't care to know. Yeah, yeah. like you know what his friend Trey Zion did. Yeah, Trey Zion got a car. Like, yeah, okay. I don't care about <laughs> what Trey Zion doing, but yeah. Juicy be talking to us about stuff that I don't know. But he's, it's, it's a difference. He, he's always been. Uh, and like I told PJ, I said you just like your your mom. She's always <laughs> been like like I've never really had a heart to heart with his mom ever, because she's always just been you know one of those people. If what's wrong? Nothing. How you doing? Fine. Quick, short answers. That's it. PJ the same way. And so um, you know, you learn as a parent to just allow kids to be themselves and just you know find their own way to a degree. Um, as long as they ain't hurting themselves or whatever. Yeah. Because if you could control your children and make them act a certain way, everybody would. But, you know, everybody has their own personality. Um, I think 
with the step parent, this is number three, having a conversation about disciplinary. This is key. So if you do step one, you have the conversation about the expectations, the respect, you know, how we're going to get along and working together and letting everybody know that this is a unit. We are all in to make this whole thing work. Now, if you got one cancer at the table, you're going to have a problem because if you got one person that's like, I ain't, I didn't sign up for this. So I'm finna sabotage the whole thing. You got to Now you got to go to step right. two, which is be patient. Because remember, a blended family is not an easy task. Yeah, you and her love each other, but y'all got kids involved now. So if you have this conversation and you understand, hey, listen, I love you, you love me, but what we're about to get into, this is going to be a roller coaster ride. Are you up for it? If they say yes, then oh, yes, we are. You I, said yes. I was say yes. I was going to say yes or no. <laughs> but if they say yes, then you got to say, okay, as the, that parent, I have to be patient with this situation because there might be somebody at that table that says, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't want this. I want you and dad to be together. I want you and mom to be together, whatever, you know? So, um, you used to say that all the time when he was little. Can you, he, what did he used to say? I want all of us to be together. Yeah. You, my Cause mommy. He, Cause he wanted me. He still wanted me, but he wanted his mommy and us to all live in the same house. Mm-hmm. She would have did it. Cause she like women. <laughs> Feel. <laughs> But anyway, um, so the thing is, like, uh, when you get to this point where you're having this conversation and eventually is going to come up, how are we going to go about disciplining these kids? Because kids need discipline. They, they don't always make the best decisions. And this is the third thing that needs to be discussed. Um, once you have patience and talked about expectations talked about okay now we need to understand disciplinary because i know i'm not going to come in as a step parent and immediately have their respect of the children to say oh, hey yeah, sit of down course, right hey stop doing it and they listen to me they don't know me and they said typically it takes three years for they didn't take that long for me well i'm, I'm going to get into that though um it typically takes three years for the children to earn for the step parent to earn the trust of the children so that he or she can begin disciplinary action and the children respect them enough to listen. The reason why you didn't have that problem is because I knew from jump that I didn't want any disrespectful kids and they had to answer to me. So I made sure that they were respectful and disciplined. And this is the th this is the the like the attachment to part three. If you are the biological parent, it is your responsibility to make sure respect goes both ways in there. Right. So this kind of eliminates you from being the middleman, because most of the biological parents feel like, oh my god, I got to choose between my kids and my spouse. I don't know what to do. No, your job, since you agreed to bring this individual into your house with your kids or y'all both agreed to bring y'all families together, then you are to be the disciplinarian and make sure that it's established that they don't respect me, disrespect your spouse and, right. and, and, and your kids don't disrespect, you know, vice versa. Now here's what happens during that three year period. While you are uh, establishing this respect level between your kids and the new spouse, the new spouse job is to allow the kids to be themselves and get to know them. It's like dating the kids. 
Except for without the intimate part. Oh, yeah, of course. You know. That's disgusting. But, you know, it's like getting to know them. Getting to know what they're into. Don't force it. Don't be phony. Like, hey, what you doing? You playing video game? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing there, guy? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you buddy. You got to do it like <laughs> Come that. Come on, but, guy. <laughs> you, know, you know, just be observant. Pay attention. <laughs> Notice what they're into. You know, and... and and be assertive Be a part of what they're doing Like if you got a, 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 a child That's playing basketball Go to their practice And just be there to pick them up You know Talk to them If they open up to you Talk to them on the ride home You know If they are Constantly on their phone Or whatever And just that and the third And you know They laughing and Joking about TikTok videos and stuff like that, you know. Ask them, can you see it? Laugh along. I do with that. It. When, a lot of times when I come down here at night to get me some ice cream because I'm a I'm a I'm a late night snack eater. I love chocolate ice cream at like one in the morning. So the boys are sent schoolers out for the um Corona thing. Um, the boys be down here at night on the phone playing music, talking to their friends on Facetime and stuff like that. I come down here. What y'all talking about? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or you'll be messing with the person on, uh-huh. on FaceTime. Like, who is that? Boy, and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I do do that, and they be just laughing. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives them a sense of, you know, them okay. crazy, I, man. No, it, it, <laughs> it lets them, you know, let their guard down. Yeah. So if you, you know, pick, have a family night and, and, and have one of the, the, the kids pick the meal each night, each week, or however y'all do yeah. it. You know, hey, uh, we having family night, so it's your not your turn to pick. Uh, you just want to make quesadillas, not quesadillas, you know, calzone, so bad. Yeah, and, and do <laughs> stuff like that. Like if you want to make calzone, look up the ingredients and then go to the store, have them pick out the ingredients, and then you sit there as a project with as a parent. And so you, you just kind of slowly working your way into learning the child and yeah. gaining that trust during your three year period. Now, in our situation, I was always a disciplinarian. You had already just said that's not my thing. So you didn't ever have throat hurt when I yell. But but I'm saying like you, you didn't ever have to worry about like if they disrespect me. What am I going to do? Because you already know they daddy don't play. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Even with Noah and Avery. Well, no, Avery, she's only one. But Noah, he, he, he three. So, you know, he in that stage where he be hard. He's very, very hard headed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I'm frustrated because I'm busy doing other stuff, I'm like, Phil, come get him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so the the there are two more tips. Um, the next tip number four is to discuss money. Oh yeah, because this is an issue that most we definitely went through that. Yeah, most step parents have is I'm paying for his this her that I'm the one taking them to, to the, the doctor, doctor and, and stuff. I'm yeah. buying their clothes and and what is what's the real parent doing and da 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 da. And if you don't have that conversation about finances. Now the kids start to feel resentment from you because you tallying up everything you're doing for them, but you agreed to be the parent. I don't know what I'd have spent on these boys or the or the little babies. I, I, I don't like, tally I that would, stuff I would up. I like that in the beginning because um it was new. So I'm like, shoot, I'm taking them to the doctor. I'm washing their clothes. This before they did their own laundry. So I'm washing their clothes, I'm making their food and shit, and their mama don't even want to do nothing for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So I don't do that no more I, I just But see that 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 goes back to us Not having that conversation In the beginning Because we had to sit down In the beginning And say okay listen We love each other And then there's, a, there's another uh, Nuance I need to discuss You are going to now Have kids And these boys Come from 
a divorce. Da 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 da. You know, and so now what's your take on it? And it gives you a realistic look on, okay, what am I really agreeing to? And if you say You think if we had that conversation, would we have gotten married? Probably not. I don't know. I don't think we because would have, I know then, at, at, I, at that time you was about you. Yeah. You know. I have grown a lot in these eight years and it was meant to happen the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Because who to say who's to say where I would be now? Yeah. I probably wouldn't have no kids. I probably wouldn't have been on this healing journey. Uh, I probably trying to st- figure out who I'm gonna get married to because I did want to get married again to have a family, mm-hmm. and so I don't know where I would be if I hadn't got with you. Probably yeah. with some dude in Philadelphia. Who knows? <laughs> it just it's just it's a lot that that goes into it, but it gives you a fair chance to look at what you are signing up for because. Um, that's a lot that happens when you are the step parent. Like I was telling you about this young lady, uh, she's married to a guy named Rock T, and uh, they did a, a a video on YouTube where she was saying how she had never had kids. He had two girls, so when she oh, came, yeah, 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 you're when, about that. when she came into the marriage, all of these women in his family was and, and her family was trying to tell her this is how you do their hair, this is how you change the diaper, this is how you do this, blah 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 blah. And it got to the point where she was doing what everybody else said that she never made her own decision. I'm glad you didn't have two girls. I think it was easy for me because it was boys, so mm-hmm. you could discipline them and stuff like that. So God knew what He was doing because if I had if I had to had to come in with two teenage girls, and I know how girls are. Smart mouth, you ain't my mama and all this stuff, and we'll be probably being here fighting. Mm-hmm. Bill, come and get this nappy head help out my face. Folks. Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> that goes back to uh, step three, which is patience, and the biological parent, which is, uh, I mean, step four, which is discipline. The biological parent making sure that respect is 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 always. You think you would now. because the way you are with Avi, you don't too much. I don't know because I like I said I never had girls, but I know I don't like disrespect. Yeah. I, I've never. My mom was strict. My dad, he was laid back, but they. Didn't, I think I'm more like your daddy. Yeah, they didn't allow us to just disrespect another adult. Yeah. So, uh, and don't get it twisted. My daddy would get in your ass if he needed to. He just preferred not to. That's me. My mama, she didn't. She, you boy, look at me the wrong way. And it's a problem. I knock yeah. your teeth all I that I think kind I'm of more stuff. like your dad to a certain extent because I don't, I don't um like to do like to do whoopings, but I will do it. And then when I do it, Noah look at me like, "What is wrong with Mama? She don't act like this normally." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's like kids. They 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 understand and they know. But again, it goes back to that that biological parent establishing that discipline. Now, here's the problem. If you marry somebody and they're the biological parent and they don't discipline their kids, they don't have no control over their kids. Oh, you got some problems. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I, I would never, ever. Something happened to us and I'm dating a woman and she don't have no control over her kids and i'm oh, not yeah, in the, you said you don't like bad kids no not i that's a, but see talk about that in the beginning so we don't have to make this decision yeah it was some girl you said you was messing with and this she had girl a little named boy. keisha that i was messing around with and she had a little boy and she nicknamed the nigga Gotti, <laughs> like a little mob boss or something and i said why would you call this little boy Gotti? she like because he bad and she was laugh and say it like it was cool i was like oh hell no Mm-mm. Cause he, I'm not his daddy, and 
I don't know who his daddy is. I don't want to have to, you know, be walking around with a gun on me because me and dude, kid, don't get along. But I already, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you have that conversation at the beginning, before the marriage, or if you have that often conversation during the marriage, you will find out, like, okay, you know what? We need to get us an annulment. This is not going to work. I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But um, I'm glad we made it through. I was just looking at you. <laughs> you saw me looking at you. Mm-hmm. I love you. I was trying to stay focused on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but yeah, it's like, I get to the point where um, it's like, if, as a disciplinarian, I want peace in my house. And that's my goal. And that could be stressful because the kids have their own mentality and thoughts. And that's the whole purpose of the, if you're already married and you didn't have the conversation in the beginning, the constant conversation, that family talk, you know, will help you air out certain things. Uh, doesn't mean it's going to be a bed of roses, but these are some steps you can take. And then the last and final step, this is super, super, super important. The last and final step is to remain strong in your marriage bond. Are you having issues with your finances, trouble in your relationship, or just need some general insight with your day-to-day life? Hey, everybody. I'm Kirio Guinea of the How We Do It podcast and owner of Blue Lotus Sacred Healing Place. And I'm here to tell you that you no longer have to be in the dark when it comes to your life issues. You have more control than you think. Book a reading with me at www.bluelotusreadings.as.me and together we will get to the root of your issues. Once again, that's www.bluelotusreadings.as.me. Talk to you soon. What's up, y'all? This is your man, Phil, of the How We Do It podcast, and I'm super excited to present to y'all my very first T-shirt line. That's right. The Dial Tona producer T-shirts are here. You all have been asking for them in the urban dance community, and now they are printed and available from sizes small all the way to 3X. To order your shirt, all you have to do is email me at dialtonetp at gmail.com. That's dialtonetp at gmail.com to purchase your or Dow Tony Produce t-shirt. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already been supporting the movement and now you can get your very own shirt. Again, email me at DowTonTP at gmail.com and payments are accepted through Cash App and PayPal. And here's the reason why. Think about this. If you were married prior to and your partner was married prior to, and y'all bring two different families together or one person has kids and the other one doesn't, here's what typically happens. Take the kid out the picture for a second. When we meet, we met with expectations. Because remember, most things about blended families is expectations and understanding. With expectations of love, of finally having that connection that I didn't have with my ex to being treated with respect to being romanced and have all of these great things that I didn't have prior to. And then the moment that you get married, you no longer are a married couple. You immediately become parents. And so the first thing that most blended families do and the reason why the marriage ever a married couple. Hmm. I said, were we ever a married couple? Exactly. And so that's what happens. You go from being in love with somebody, dating and wanting this beautiful future together to immediately becoming parents Mm -hmm. and you put the marriage on the back burner. And so your marriage bond is weakened the moment that you you come home and you meet the kids or the kids meet each other or have it go. 
And so now everything is about school, schedule, uh, doctor's appointment, yeah. work, food, groceries, and Grocery all those stuff. Grocery shopping, washing clothes and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So immediately the marriage dies the moment you come home. And folks don't realize that this is the number one reason why blended families have a higher divorce rate. I'm than glad any we made other. it through. Yeah, we made it through. We had it like we had it. We had it. We had it tough, y'all. Like we we got evicted. We was homeless. Yeah, we, we had, went through a lot. Yeah, we went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, immediately too. As soon as we got married, like I think we may have had like two good months, and after that. It was going down. <laughs> Just like that damn elevator you uh-huh. in. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, if you maintain your marriage throughout it all, <clears throat> you all will work your way. It's it's almost like l- last week we were talking about intimacy and sex in a relationship. And it has been proven that if you have great sex, a deep connection, it fixes everything else in a marriage. Because long as you all are deeply connected, you'll fight for each other. Right. You'll fight for. I think. I think that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we knew that we loved each other, yeah. so we had to work past this. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be without you. And you I, told know I didn't want to be without and you. And you told me you go back to Atlanta. I said, go go to Atlanta for what to live with my mama. Well, I was uh. embarrassed as a man because he was homeless. I'm losing everything, and you just came to Chicago, so. You know, that was that was my reason for saying go back to what's comfortable and what's normal to you. And then I'd be down here worried about you up there. Yeah, yeah. So we, we weren't gonna get divorced, so my husband in Chicago and I'm in Atlanta doing what? Worry about my husband. That wouldn't make no sense. Yep, so we stuck it out and and here we are doing a podcast. But yep. that is the to me should be uh uh tip number one because uh this was a very, very, this is a very, very powerful way of keeping your marriage together. Um, you got married for a reason. And if you lose sight of that because you have kids and you got all of these other challenges going on, then eventually you're going to fall into that category of all the other statistics of marriages of blended families that don't make it is because typically when you get married, you forget that you are married the moment that you encounter these kids coming right. together. So hopefully we said something today, son being that will not only encourage you and and help you with the topic that you uh you know suggested. Maybe it was for yourself or maybe it was for someone you know. But um hopefully we said something to help other couples just kind of get this thing on the right path. And if you are planning on getting married and you have kids and the other person have kids or one person doesn't, however it goes. You sit down and have that conversation and be ready to deal with whatever it is that, you know, you guys got going on. You got anything you want to add? No, I just know. Um, I think I said everything I wanted to say, but I'm quite sure some being my comment yeah. um, on our page later on today when she gets done um, listening to the podcast. But um, I like how, how we can relate to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the subjects that people bring up for us to talk about, oh, we've been through that, so we could relate to it and yeah. have a so have speak, a yeah. speak from experience. yeah speak from, speak from experience exactly. So yeah, um, if any of you all have anything to say about today's um podcast, feel free to um join in on the conversation yeah. on our page today. And so what will be done will be a post put up, of course, uh, like we do every uh, Wednesday. And, you know, feel free to share some dialogue. You never know who's going to read your comment 
that may need help and you may be just that voice or that 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 word that they need to read that will help them in their situation yeah so, thank you again everybody for listening this was another successful yep. podcast remember if you have a suggestion of a topic you want us to discuss remember to hit us up on how we do a podcast and if you need a reading from yep. yours truly from me if you would like to book a reading a divination or whatever you feel comfortable calling it feel free to go to my facebook page Kiriogini, um of blue lotus sacred healing place and click the book now button or you can email me at kiriogini at gmail.com and i will get you on my schedule for your own personal reading yep and if you are a person who wants t-shirts that's right i am so excited about this t-shirt thing i've been doing i know doing. you have some new designs coming out Charlie. yeah i got some new designs and some new shirts and so i want to give a shout out to everybody in the urban dance community that has been supporting the dow tone t-shirts if you would like to order your t-shirts we have men's sizes from small all the way to 3x uh you can order your size I am super excited because the shipment is coming in next week and I'm getting ready to start shipping them out. So go ahead and get your orders in. And until the next time, in the meantime and in between time, you all have a good one. Bye, y'all. See you next week. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.